Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. It is a 512 Friday edition of Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 The Horn. That's when my man Jack uh, takes jams from local bands and artists that you have a chance to hear live right here in the ATX. Who we jamming right now? Jack. These are the Peterson Brothers. They're playing tonight at the Long Center, I believe. They're a pair of brothers who are extremely talented musicians, a guitar player and a bass player. I like that. There you go, uh, my man Jack, hooking you up this weekend with some uh, some great locations to see a lot of really talented human beings. That's what Five One Two Friday is all about. Five One Two Three Three Seven Three Seven Seven Six. That is the number to the Specs text line. Uh, you also can hit us up via Twitter. My man Harge is at Hardball Harge. Any Twitterverse. My uh, man Jack is at Jack A Farrell. That is co- like Colin, not Will. And I'm at Rod Babers in the Twitterverse. You can hit me up. All right, prior, and we'll get to the NBA draft review but we did throw out a question to the listenership and to the specs text line because we played the sound of dana white ufc head honcho who basically has all the connections with combat sports all over the world and he said he spoke with mark zuckerberg and also spoke with dana uh, he spoke with elon musk and he said both men are willing to face off in the ring in some type of MMA, steel, cage, match, whatever. And if this was indeed to become a reality, which, oh, please, God, let it happen. We need this, <laughs> all right? We got some, everybody's life is pretty hard. We would love to see some billionaires try to beat up on each other and fail miserably at it, but still look really foolish in the process. I think we all deserve this, okay? So if that wasn't need to happen, what – and by the way, Dana White says, and I said this yesterday too, and he agrees, it, it'll be the biggest fight in the history of combat sports. It'll generate more revenue than any other fight in the history of combat sports. I said it before I heard Dana White say that. I said it'll be one of – he said it'll be the. Yep, it'll be yep, the top yep. – It'll be the top record-breaking fight in the history of combat sports. If that was indeed to happen, no, 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 let's be positive. When (laughs) that indeed happens, when it happens, later on this year, all right, when it happens, what what match in this celebrity exhibition MMA cage match, uh, what exhibition matches do you want to see on the undercard between what celebrities? All right, Specs text line, 512-337-3776. I like that one right there. Oh, 
<laughs> Hunter Biden versus Dunn Jr. Honestly, I wasn't gonna let it get political, but that's that. brilliant. Right. I like that. Right. Yeah, that's I, I, I want to see that too. I would pay, put that on there. That would increase the value. I pay some more money for that one. Uh, someone says we gotta see Michael Jordan versus Pippen. Yeah, that thing is getting personal, man. Yeah, it is. Because now, now she's about to get some bread, too. Well, she's gotten bread from Pippen because yep. she's got basically part of his, what, 401k? Yes. She's got like a piece of that. his retirement. She gets a half of and, his retirement. And now she is telling multiple people, because she is a real housewife on Miami, so I actually hear her talk way too much because my wife is, <laughs> is, is a Bravo fan. Uh, she actually is telling people that she is looking potentially forward to having a kid that... <laughs> Come on, with man. I'm not making that up. I, I don't know if she can do it, but there's. Oh, I'm sure she found and, a way. And she's talking about taking the name and keeping the name, keeping the Pippin name, and taking the Jordan name. Because she marries Lars Pippin Jordan. If she marries, yes, if she marries Marcus, Lar- the son Lars should be Lars of Pippin Jordan. Oh my God. And then MJ and Pippin would have to fight it out. It's like man, they you can't definitely going to do that. You can't let your wife take my name, man. You got to do something about You're gonna that. You're going to have to handle that. <laughs> so that could be out there. Uh, the Kanye P. Davidson one, I do like that. Oh, I love that. Um, someone says Stephen versus Skip. <laughs> uh, Stephen A. versus Stephen Skip. Stephen A. versus Skip. I like that. Yeah. I like Stephen A. versus Skip. Uh, honestly, you can go. Sh- I guess Shannon Sharp versus Skip wouldn't be any That's fun. That's not even a fight. Yeah, because Shannon Sharp would just annihilate But Chip, I mean, sh- Chip. Skip thinks that he is like <laughs> one of the most in shape people on earth. He does. I've seen him post pictures where he's yeah. shirtless. And I'm like, there's no reason for you to be shirtless at your Ever. age. Skip, come on now. Put a Ever. shirt on. Someone says, Yay versus Drake. Kanye versus anybody would be pretty entertaining. I think we so, all, too. We all want to see Kanye get punched in the face. Mm-hmm. So we just want to see anybody get one good shot in on Kanye. And I hopefully it knocks some some sense into him, and that would be the hope. Someone says uh, Jimbo versus Saban. I'm down like with that. that. I like that. I like it. Yeah, Jimbo versus Saban would be good. Um, another person here says Rock versus Vin Diesel. Ooh, yeah, they don't like each other. They don't. They do not. That they would do be. Not. You know what? Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna pick the Rock in that one. Oh, I'm I'm one thousand. I'm gonna take the, gonna the, take the rock. rock in that one. Oh, here we got. If you smell, <laughs> <laughs> I like how this section is a little uh, little cat fight. It says Jessica Alba versus Scarlett Johansson, Jello match. Well I, done. I'm all in for that. You know what? In yeah. my head, that has already played out a few times. Yep. So we already did on that. <laughs> I know exactly what happens in that match. Uh, so winning. Says, yeah. So it says Will Smith versus Chris Rock. Perfect. Perfect. That is money. Perfect. Chris Rock don't want none of that though. No, he's not trained for that. Because don't you know, forget, Will, Will Smith, Smith did w- Ali. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. already taken a few boxing classes. It's on that. Um, yeah, the Pippin, Pippin versus Michael Jordan's son. <laughs> yeah, that might be the one that, that is, we really need 100%. to see that we possibly could make happen. I think that's already been talked about. <laughs> to be quite honest with <laughs> they you, they definitely have talked about. They it. Have, yeah, yeah, yeah that. No for sure. Uh, someone here says, uh, "Oh, I see that somebody wanted me to fight Zay." Uh, listen. The only way I can beat Zay is in later rounds. If if I try to fight Zay, he's gonna beat me in the first two or three rounds. He's just huge. He's he's got so much size on me. Yeah. If I can get him to round four, he's gonna be tied. Zay Zay's not he's not in amazing shape. So he's not, I can, he's not he's not gonna try to he ain't gonna chase you. That's what I'm saying. I'll make yeah. him chase me for three yeah. rounds, tire him out, rope a dope, yep. and then boom, I come back hard and heavy. You know what I'm Keep saying? Moving. In them later rounds. That yep. that would be how I would try to fight Zay. But I'm not saying I could beat if Zay gets to him in them first three rounds, I'm in trouble. 
Because they've got yeah, a go- lot of size on your boy. Yeah, he, ain't, he ain't going three, four rounds. Uh, someone says uh, Jerry Jones versus Dan Snyder. Ooh, oh, that would be pretty good. No, Dan Snyder's kind of much younger. Isn't I was going to say, that would be well, way oh, too young. Get him against Kraft. That's a better fight. Uh, yeah, someone that's a said fight. that up earlier, said him against Kraft would work well. I don't know if I want to see I two. want somebody to oh, fight. Um, uh, oh, God. I just forgot his name. Who? Who do you want to see get punched in the, the face? The commissioner, NBA, I mean, uh, NFL commissioner. Goodell. 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 Oh, Goodell yeah. versus Anybody. Adam Silver. Hey, Juan just said that. Adam Silver oh, versus yeah. Roger Goodell. How nice. about that? Well, Silver is out of there. You know, they work with I mean, Silver? you see how thin he is? Oh, <laughs> six three though. <laughs> He's got the reach. He's six three. Yeah, he does, I'm I don't think Adele's that big. Yeah. The, the fight's about everybody's got their advantages, man. You just got to roll with it. Got to figure out how it becomes your advantage. There you go. I like it. Uh, someone says Kepka versus Deschambeau. Yep, <laughs> I'm down with that. Uh, yeah, go- hey man, golf got a couple of these that be, that be worked out. Yeah, there's a couple of there's golf. Quite a few that golf need to be beef worked out. Needs to be worked out. Rory needs to work some golf beef out. Mm-hmm. Because Rory's uh, Rory's been angry lately. Get him out there too. Uh, all right, so there you go. Um, that's our question for the day. Keep them coming. Spec text on 512-337-3776. Speaking of, oh man, speaking of celebrity uh, <laughs> boxing matches or MMA matches, whatever. It there's a story that was told this morning. I think E E Hogan was talking about it about Boo Weekly and how he was young and he actually boxed an orangutan. Yeah. Uh, I I I had heard this story from other people. He, you know, obviously hearsay from other people. I never heard it from Boo Weekly, so uh, I went and found the sound, the actual audio of Boo Weekly telling the story of him getting into a match with uh, a boxing match with an orangutan at some type of state fair. So we'll play that at one point just for the hell of it, since yeah. we're talking about boxing matches, because it is hilarious. And uh, Jack pulled the audio for us. So we'll get into <laughs> that. It's Fridays, and Hard is going on vacation. Right now, so. <laughs> we have no reason to really play it, but we're going to play it, because hey, it's funny it, as hell. It is funny as hell. Oh, man. It's yeah. your guaranteed <laughs> laugh of the day to suck this dude tell the story about how he, he got knocked out by an orangutan. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, okay, gentlemen, let's get to some NBA uh, discussion here, some NBA talk, and talk about the uh, the lottery mostly because this is the first time you had all the Texas teams picking in the NBA lottery because for the first time in history, you had all the NBA teams miss the NBA playoffs uh, this past season. So let's talk about the Spurs first and foremost. Uh, they select Victor Wimbenyama. Uh, get you know, get used to saying the name. If not, just say Wimby because uh, they affectionately like to call him Wimby. And um, I did see that they also signed another, or signed a drafted another French player with the with their other pick, uh, with the forty fourth pick, mm-hmm. City. Sissoko, I believe is how you say his name. He is from the G League, but also a French player. So they got two French players. He's a six seven. Uh, wing uh, with a 6'10 wing span. Uh, so he's pretty freakish in his own right. They traded the 33rd pick for two future second round picks uh, and for, with the Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, and that's basically for the Spurs. That's how you know they ended up uh, getting that 44th pick and they decided maybe there's more value in getting multiple second round picks in the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, but right now, man, the Spurs young core is really, really impressive. I mean, both of those guys are 19 years old, I believe. And one thing also I thought was really interesting, going back to the fact that they picked both of these guys from France, uh, second straight year that 
uh, four or more French players were drafted in the same draft. This time, half of those uh, players uh, they were drafting. I think there were five actually this year. Um, so almost half of those players were drafted to the San Antonio Spurs, yep. and we know the French connection with them and Boris Diaw and Tony Parker. Uh, so I don't know if any NBA team has a bigger, uh, better uh, fan base overall and just a brand recognition overall in France than the San Antonio Spurs. And there have been uh, this last little stat here to show you why the Spurs may be, you know, formulating this pipeline and uh, trying to maintain this pipeline in France. There have been more NBA players from France than any other country outside of North America. So there you go. France is the hotspot outside North America for international basketball. There is no country that produces NBA players uh, at a higher rate uh, outside of North America than France. Think about this, too. And I know we were talking about San Antonio Spurs and the France French connection. Did you realize that Belil Koulibaly, 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 yeah, was dr- is on was on the team with Wimby? Yes, that was when when I found yes. that out. I was tripping. I was like, "Wait, what?" Yeah, and he was an insane riser throughout the whole process. Right, like he wasn't on he wasn't board. Even really. Maybe a second about. round, but then he was. About. And yeah, everyone has been watching the Wimby clips, and he went what seven or eight? Yeah, he I went number to nine. Yeah, he went number seven to the Pacers. And I heard the reason was, guys, um, that he had a, he had a crazy growth spurt. Yeah, he was he six grew, like, one. eight yeah. inches. Yeah, he, he was like they say he was like five eleven two years ago. Yep, and now he's six eight. Yep. So he, I think the growth spurt also had something to do with that too. And now he finds himself drafted uh, in the lottery. So yeah, that I, that's crazy too. It's wild to think about that. Yeah, they got swept. There. Yes, and that's what my son kept telling me because we were having a heated debate about Wimby. <laughs> you and your it, son always having heated sports debates. I love uh, it. We I had a heated it. debate about yeah. Wimby because they keep saying, "Oh man, he's not gonna be great." I'm like, "Man, he's gonna be great." Oh, he no, said, your son five. says he's not gonna he be said, great. Man, he, really? gotta, he, he said he's got to earn some of this stuff, and I was like, "No doubt about it," but. Look at, there's nobody else. The only person that was drafted that was taller than him was Yao Ming. And Yao Ming was a true center. This guy plays the wings. He's not in the middle of all that mess all the time. He's going to be able to do some special, special things. But his problem was he got swept in the playoffs, in the the finals, and he got another guy on his team that was a number, a top 10 pick. And he kept telling me, he kept going, Dad, you kept saying he ain't have no help. You kept telling me he didn't have help on that team. This dude is drafted number seven overall, and you gonna tell me he don't have help? <laughs> and I was like, "Go to your room." <laughs> <laughs> go. So I like you. You can go there when you <laughs> when you're frustrated with the sports debate with your son. Exactly. Go to your room. Go to your room right now. <laughs> go to your room. Uh, but no, I listen. I I think that he's gonna work out. I, like I said, I don't know how if he's gonna be like Tim Duncan. I mean, that's a high standard to try to reach. Uh, but man, he seems he has all the raw materials. Pop is gone. All signs are pointing to Pop staying around to sign a you know a contract for three or four years, just so that they can lay the foundation for Wimby's yep. uh, development. And they got a good young core around them. Right. I mean, Jeremy Sohan. Um, you got to talk about guys like Devin Vassell. Um, you know, uh, Blake Wesley and Malachi Branham. I mean, they got a good young core, young yep. guys. They'll bring in some other veterans, I'm assuming. But I think they're going to start with a young core. Yeah, they should. Just to see if they, yes. they got something special. And if not, then I think they're going to fill in where needed. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, right now, the, the, the rebuild is done. Yes. Isn't that awesome? Uh, how, long, how long did that rebuild take, Spurs? 
As far as fans, how long uh, was that? Probably was it a three, three year years. rebuild. Yeah, three years. Three year rebuild. I think I they first think. missed the playoffs in 2020. So yeah, that was the first time. So yeah, you stripped everything time. down yep. and took y'all three years. Now you're on the backside of the rebuild, and you know championship. Yeah, that's what wow. they're thinking right now. It's amazing. I don't he's think a- he'll be ready offensively day one. I know all the clips are out there, but clips are misleading. He only shot 28, 27% from three. Yeah, so but I know I he's think shooting he's off be- one leg and all that thing, mm-hmm. but Mid I think range, offensively baby. he won't be ready, or, or rather he will be more ready on the defensive end than he I will be on that. the offensive end from the jump. Yep, I agree with I that. I mean, as offensively his ceiling from, is yeah, it's unheard of. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just can't wait to see. Because, yeah, I think you're right about the offensive, just kind of his offensive acumen in the league. And I think it'll take him a while to just kind of adjust to the NBA, mm-hmm. uh, you know, banging around, just the style of it and all that kind of stuff. But the physical um, wow plays he is going to make, just stuff that you've never seen a guy that size be able to do, right. the dexterity and the coordination of a guy that size, it's going to be so much fun to watch. Yeah. I, I can't wait. And must, it's going to be kind of must-see television. And he has landed in San Antonio, folks. He is in SA right now. Yeah. And got they are going parade. crazy. He's got a water parade a water when parade. he uh, And, you know, since, uh, since we're talking about the San Antonio Spurs. drought? Uh, <laughs> what they wasting all that water for? There should be some water restrictions. We've had actually a pretty wet yeah, season so we far, we so have. I think maybe it's not the restrictions that we usually uh, under. Uh, but I will say also, Serge Barr Rice signed with the San Antonio Spurs too. Throw that yes. out there. Love it. Um, so he signed a two-way contract with them, which means he's also going to work with the Austin Spurs, but also he'll get called up every now and then. He'll get called up at any time. So you'll get a chance to see Serge Barr Rice yep. if you're an Austin Spurs fan. Um, and you might get Maybe a little taste of maybe, 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 maybe little Wimby. Yeah, you know, I mean, just in case, little Wimby there. Yeah, uh, they decide to do that. So, uh, yeah, congrats to all the Spurs fans, man. He's been great. Uh, actually, get to the Rockets because uh, I want to talk about the Rockets a little bit too before we get to uh, Rod throughout the day. I thought the Rockets actually had a really good draft and. Consider and by the way, I'll give props to my man Jack because he said they he wanted them to draft Amen Thompson with that fourth overall pick. That's exactly what they did. Uh, and he's from that uh, that OT elite uh, league that's in Atlanta. Um, they drafted him number four, but that actually wasn't the biggest story for the Rockets. The biggest story for the Rockets was the fact they drafted Cam Whitmore. Mm-hmm. Uh, and from uh, Villanova, they drafted him with the 20th overall pick. Whitmore was seen as a guy projected to be drafted in the lottery, uh, but based on some negative evaluations, um, some negative, uh, say reported negative evaluations, reported negative interviews, um, and some medical evaluations that apparently were not up to par and up to the standard of a lot of teams, he dropped precipitously out of the lottery. To twenty, yep. there was even reports that the Rockets were going to trade up for him in the lottery once they once they picked and they saw him kind of falling a little bit. They were going to trade up, but then once he started to drop out of the lottery, they thought, "Man, let's be patient. He might drop to 20. That's exactly what he did. Yep, yep, and That's that was crazy. perfect. And that was the guy that everybody continues to look at and say, "What is going on? Why did he drop? Why did he drop?" Well, it worked out because he had bad interviews. He had bad work ethic from what people were saying Just initially. Didn't, report, yeah. didn't look like he was engaged with any of the workouts or, well, I'm not happy to be there, whatever. But then there was also the information that was out there that he might have some cartilage issues with his knees. Mm-hmm. But even if that is so, I don't think it's going to affect him in the early part of his career. Maybe later he might get some tendonitis, might have some things that are going on, but Right now, I think the biggest move for him was be thankful that you landed in Houston. 
because there's no pressure. But you do have a chip on your shoulder now because you thought you were going to be a top 10 pick. Yeah, that's a good point. They do got a guy with a chip on his shoulder. I yeah. love that pick. Um, you know, Jack, you're a Rockets fan. I mean, you wanted the Amen Thompson, so you got your Amen Thompson. But how about the added bonus of getting a lottery projected guy to fall to year 20? I mean, there was talk maybe a week or two ago, if that, that Cam Whitmore was a serious contender for the number four pick. They were wow. looking at him yep. that high. Yep. He slides all the way down to 20. Based on injuries, I don't know if he's got Brandon Roy knees or something, but Remember I mean, look Brandon at Michael. Roy was he was nice, but too. look at Michael yep. Porter Jr. Now yep. he had all these fears about his back. Yep. I think injuries a lot of times in the draft process get kind of overrated and I overlooked. Agree. I agree. If you told me that Cam Whitmore was going to be on this team with Houston, I would be like, "What did we have to give up to trade that high into the lottery? You didn't have to give up anything, and now your wing room, which maybe Ooh. looked a little sparse." Yep. Is like the strength of the team. You got Cam Whitmore, you have Jabari Smith, who was the number three overall pick last year. Tari Eason, who was the best rookie on the Rockets last year, made an all rookie team. You have a, an insane, probably the most athletic backcourt in the league now with Amen Thompson and Jalen Green. Mm-hmm. Shen Goon is a unicorn. You don't know what you have with him. The future is bright in Houston. Yeah, they the got really, bright. Yeah, they got a really nice young core now. You just went through the list of them. And they got like $60 million in cap space. Mm-hmm. So they can do something. There's actually talk, and I heard uh, Adrian Wolzorowski bring it up at the draft. I've had the clip, but we'll just <clears throat> table that. He just said uh, that the, the Rockets might be in the Brooke Lopez I don't get that conversation. Fit. You don't I like, like a, I mean, I like Brooke Lopez, okay. but I love Shangoon. I don't know if you, I mean, like Baby Jokic. He's like yeah. the Charmander. Have you seen that? The, he's the Charmander. <laughs> and then Sabonis is the Charmeleon. Yeah. And I then like Jokic is the Charizard for anyone who knows anything about Pokemon. Hey, man, Sorry I know about Pokemon, that, baby. But, yeah. But yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, I'm super high on Shangoon. If you look at his tape, you would think that he's the best young prospect in the league. And I just don't understand why you would bring in somebody who fits terribly with him that you're going to have to spend a bunch of money on. I would rather go and get, like the Mavs just got, somebody like Rashawn Holmes, somebody who's cheaper who's going to fit better with your young, uh, extreme talent, uh, and just, you know, it yeah. messes up. I feel like throwing a bunch of money at a superstar can mess mm-hmm. up your rebuild. I mean, look at how promising the Minnesota rebuild was, mm-hmm. and then they went and just were like, let's go get Rudy Gobert for some reason, and it's been a disaster. Uh, that's a good point. I mean, that's why the Spurs, I think, maybe going with their young core and saying, let's see if our young core actually can, you know, come together and maybe thrive a little sooner, flourish a little sooner than expected. Yep. And the Rockets, right, and that's the point that Jack just brought up is now a lot of places you thought were going to be weaknesses now are strengths. You may be ahead of schedule now because of Cam Whitmore dropping in your lap. You got a guy, another uh, guy that was worthy of being a lottery foundational piece to build upon, and now you got that along with Amen Thompson. So for the Rockets, too, your rebuild is also over. Like yeah. the other Spurs rebuild is over, it didn't take us long, but the Rockets rebuild should be done as well. Um, hey, I, sh- I should actually point out the Rockets rebuild was shorter than the Spurs rebuild. Rockets won a playoff series in 2020. That's Spurs right. didn't make the playoffs That's in right. 2020. Okay. That's right. All right, Jack. I'm sorry, I get this soapbox. Okay. People, no, people like to slander point. the Houston rebuild. That's and a good it's point. been very short. I mean, look at teams like Detroit, who have sucked my whole life. Well, the 
the most recent 15 years of my life. They won a <laughs> yeah, championship. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I mean, they won, though. No, that's a great <laughs> point, though, about the rebound. I didn't even think about that. I'm a Rockets fan, but I didn't think about it either. Or Charlotte or the Kings, who are finally good now. Or, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, there's a bunch of teams. But this, to be yep. fair, a lot of these teams have never won anything, so they're, they don't have the same threshold or the same uh, fan base that is yeah, savage. Expectations like, in the market. Yeah, I mean, like in Houston the market. Exactly. Huge. Houston is a team that has history of championships. San Antonio, obviously, a team with championships. So the mindset of a lot of people are, you're not allowed to rebuild. you got to keep reloading. Yeah, pretty so, much. And, and especially with all the turnover that you guys have had with the coaching staffs mm-hmm. and things like that. So that's the other part of the conversation, too. Yeah, nobody has patience anymore. Remember, that's what uh, Mike Malone, Michael Malone, Michael, the coach of the Denver Nuggets, and just won a title. He was one of the first things that he was grateful for. Yep. So I'm just thankful for the patience because I, I probably should have been fired two or three years ago <laughs> based on the trends of the NBA. Yep. Nobody has patience for any anymore, but paid off for him. Uh, the Mavericks, uh, they weren't very patient in this draft. They were pretty, pretty very active in this draft and aggressive. Paid off for them, too. Uh, they had a series of moves in the draft. The first one was they traded down from the 10th pick to the 12th pick uh, and still led the prospect that most people thought they were looking at, Derek Lively, the center out of Duke. Um, and they got him at a lower slot, better value. Then they used uh, the trade exception because they did, in that trade, trade Davis-Burton. So they dumped some salary, a much-needed salary dump for him. Um, and as the trade exception they got in that Burton's trade, uh, they also got added uh, Rashawn Holmes, who Jack says was a guy that he was really, really high on. And with that, that 24th pick that they got, uh, they had drafted Olivier Maxence Prosper. Yep. Uh, who is out of Marquette? Who I think they probably they probably want to develop into potentially a three and D guy. Um, they need that. That's exactly that's what that, they that need. That is they need. Well, that at, is a need that is huge for them. To Jack's point, they address both of their needs. Yep. Because they got rid of their three and D guy in the trade to get Kyrie, uh, and I think they at least are going to project. Was that Mikael Bridges? Huh? No, not Bridges. Dorian Finney-Smith. Yeah, Dorian, Dorian Finney-Smith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and now maybe they, they project this guy could be that in the future. Uh, he does have great defensive acumen um, and defensive habits. Uh, as a three-point shooter, only shooting close to 34% from three, but before his junior year he was only shooting 28%. So he's working on it and getting a lot better. So maybe they project that's going to continue. Uh, and also they end up getting big men. Uh, they wanted, They got their big men, uh, the Duke center. And Derek Lively, and then he got Rashawn Holmes too. Yeah, so that, that like was a it. good day for the Mavs. I like it. I good like I the like Mavs. the moves, because, especially because they need a guy in the middle to try to to um, protect the rim. Mm-hmm. Remember when they were winning championships? They had rim protectors. They had Tyson Chandler that was in the middle, and then Mark Cuban decided, "Now nah, we're gonna make it make it move." And get rid of Tyson Chandler. I'm like, that's the reason why you won. Yeah. Because you had somebody where Dirk didn't have to be in there. Mm-hmm. You can move Dirk around and let him not have to be in the middle because you had a true uh, rim protector. So that's the other part of it, too. I agree with that. Uh, Texter here says, uh, Prosper, legalize it. Prosper is the new Feeney Smith. Yeah, I figure he's kind of a Dorian Feeney Smith yep. starter kid yep. for him. He's great playing passing lanes as an active off ball defender. Um, you know, he's a junkyard dog, yep. dials for balls, that kind of thing. That stuff is natural in him. I think they got to cultivate the three-point shot, but he seems to be on the right trajectory there. And we saw Dorian Finney-Smith get better at the three-pointer. No doubt. 
he improved it uh, from behind the three point line. Somebody said Bucky should fight Jurassic Money. Oh yes. <laughs> Honestly, who are you going with there? I'm gonna have to go with Jurassic Money. Oh. Money, Money just got a new knee. So Monty's okay. gonna be able to move or his hip. So he'll be ready to go. And Bucky's got like multi his multiple surgeries he's had yeah. on his back and he's still got some things going on. Who's older, Monty or Bucky? Well, if you listen to their show The Old Man Radio. The old Man Radio. Wow, that's I think a good they're one. on together. Yeah, that's I think a good they're one. on together. Bucky versus Monty. I would pay money for that. I would. And C B sent us on Twitter, he said Vince Young versus Jeff Fisher. <laughs> That'll be a no contest. Exactly. Jeff Fisher would get pounded into oblivion. Uh, okay, we come back. We'll uh, we'll play the audio of uh, Boo Weekly talking about getting beat up by an orangutan and a trend I've noticed about recruiting in the great state of Texas. I'll share that with you as well on the eve of a big recruiting weekend for Texas football. Right here on 104.9. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry. Only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Find out what happens when people stop being polite and start getting real. You ain't keeping it real. My God, okay, it's happening. Everybody stay calm. Oh, you've done it now. It's time for Rod's Rant of the Day. Hold on to your butts. All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. All right, I got um, I just got a little factoid I want to share. But other than that, I, I want to share this clip, though, of, um, <laughs> of Boo Weekly on with Ferity. So I heard E. Hogan and Bucky talking about this story this morning. It was funny. Just them telling the story was funny. And uh, so I went and retrieved the audio of Boo Weekly telling the story himself. Since we're talking about celebrity MMA you know, face-offs and cage matches and bouts and things of that nature, um, Basically, Boo Weekly, the golfer, tells the story of him getting into a boxing match with an orangutan. Uh, it is the stuff of legend, and it is hilarious. So, in honor of our conversation about hey, what celebs do you want to see fighting what other celebs in exhibition <laughs> matches and cage matches, here is Boo Weekly. With uh, the orangutan. Orangutan. <laughs> Oh, well, um, it happened a lot. It happened when we was in freshman year of high school. Um, had a little county fair there in Milton, and we was out there, got out of school, and we went out there to check it out. And there's a sandbar down at the end of where the, I reckon, the circus part of it is. You just drive right past it, and it goes down to a sandbar. Well, we was all, that's where we camp out, party at when we was kids and fish. And we were just sitting around, and about this time, this guy pulls up in this flatbed truck and unloads this cage, and then hollers at something and all of a sudden this orangutan comes out and he walks around the side there and next thing you know he starts hollering five for 50. He had to sign a little waiver and put headgear on, put gloves on and that orangutan is in the corner over there and <laughs> and he got like a little lip that you got to step over to get in and I kind of got in there and I'm telling you but like it wasn't maybe 20 feet 
well, it's probably about 30 feet from where my truck was parked to where the cage was. And of course, you got all your buddies sitting there hollering. <laughs> you know, I was in there shuffling around like Muhammad Ali. And back then, I was fit. You know, now I'm, I'm more of a Humpty Dumpty. But um, <laughs> back then, it was fun. And then I went in there and went to swing and hit him. And next thing I know, I woke up in the back of my truck. <laughs> And I sat up, and they kind of poured like what left of a beer on me. And I kind of sat up, and I was bleeding out of my nose. And I kind of looked around like, how did I get here? And they was like, man, you got knocked out. <laughs> and I was like, well, what hand did he hit me with? They said, you never seen it? You could hear the wind off of it when it hit you. <laughs> that is fantastic. Getting knocked out by an orangutan. That is, I don't know if there's a better story in sports than getting knocked out by an orangutan. This is not any which wow. way but loose. Come I mean, on, have man. you seen right turn Clyde? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You don't want any of that smoke. Clyde was knocking people out for a long time wow. on any which way you look. So you can bring that orangutan to the Mark Zuckerberg, Elon Musk, uh, cage, MMA cage match, celebrity cage match, and you can have the orangutan fight Boo Weekly again, a rematch. Mm-hmm. So now we know about it. That could happen too. Uh, uh, some of the other uh, texters, uh, sorry, the texters on the spec sex line suggested that uh, Draymond Green and Jordan Poole should be in, on the undercard of the Elon I like Musk, that. I Mark like Zuckerberg that. celebrity I like face-off. I like that. That would work. I would you definitely of, watch that one, too. Yeah, because that. I, I think uh, I, I read that <laughs> they looked up whether Jordan Poole was following Draymond Green right after the trade. He had already stopped following him. Because he was following him before right. that. You know, as <laughs> soon as he got traded, one of the first things he did was yeah. unfollow Draymond Green. He's like, hell no, I ain't got to follow this dude no more. I hate this dude. Yeah. Um, so uh, keep him coming on the Specs text line. Uh, your thoughts on who should be on the undercard of the Mark Zuckerberg, Elon Musk celebrity MMA cage match that's going to happen. Uh, by the way, um, Dana White's the one that says he's talked to both and they want to do it. Yep. There you go. Someone says Pat Beverly versus Westbrook. Ooh, I like yep. that. I like that one too. That's not bad. I'm, I'm on. The, someone says Major Applewhite versus Chris Sims. Well done. I like that. Longhorn fans would pay good money to get <laughs> that thing settled in the ring and have it done with. Uh, so there's some other ones. Keep them coming on Specs X line five one two three three seven three seven seven six. Yeah, I do like that. Uh, that long time with that Bucky versus Jurassic Monty. I'm still breaking that one down. Yeah, you still trying to figure out how's this going to break down? Still how, how yeah. that one's going to break down? Someone did bring up Conor McGregor and Mike Tyson. Would be a good one. No. You don't think it'll be a good one? No. No? No. You, who you think would win it? Mike Tyson. Okay. I think he still has that savantry. You know what I'm saying? You can't go out there <laughs> and beat up a uh, mascot and then think you're going to beat up Mike Tyson. No. Yeah, I'll Mike Tyson, I've seen his workouts lately. No, Mike Tyson is still to me one of the scariest human beings on the planet. And think about it. Still Remember when Connor did yeah. his little boxing match and how they weren't really trying to fight? And oh, everybody yeah. kept saying, oh, Connor's really good with his hands and he's a good fight. Let him fight Mike Tyson. Let him fight Mike Tyson. You want to see how good people's hands really are? Get in the ring with Mike Tyson. No, people are still obsessed with Mike Tyson. You go look at like the. Um, the all-time uh, highest rated or all-time biggest pay-per-view yes. events. Um, Mike Tyson is still – It's basically, it's just a list of Mike Tyson, Money Mayweather, and, man, honestly, those are probably the two most uh, frequent names that appear on the top 25 most uh, watched or highest rated pay-per-view combat sports. Yeah. They appear a ton. Yep. 
And it's just because people still have a fixation about Mike Tyson. He was the most feared human being on the planet at one time. Uh, and he still is. He still, I mean, like you just said, he still bothers me. And I still to this and day. And I like the new Mike. I do believe Mike Tyson. It's hard to find a better redemption story. And people were like, whoa, what about, think about it. Mike Tyson went to jail for sexual assault. Yes. That gets you canceled these days. Oh, for sure. Nobody's canceled Mike. Matter of fact, the things that Mike Mike used to literally say to female reporters, I will not do interviews with you unless I can fornicate with you first. He would say that. There, you can go look it on YouTube. I mean, this guy was a walking psychopath. Yeah, he was a walking right? um, and now, HR nightmare. Yeah, and now <laughs> he's doing one-man shows on, on Broadway and in Vegas that people go see. When you see him on make cameos in movies, people love Mike Tyson. People, t- people tell their kids to go take pictures with Mike Tyson when they see him because they love Mike Tyson. Yep. I don't know if we've had a better redemption story than that. Oh, man. I mean, think about what yeah, he came It's true. From. It's I mean, true. The, the guy was, was bit off another man's ear in the ring. We all know he's a I was psychopath. I'm within a bad place. And now at you the would time. let your kids go hang out with Mike Tyson and kick it. You think he. You, Sit on their lap like Santa Claus. You think he's a good babysitter? People would, I'm telling people trust yeah. Mike Tyson now. It is crazy. It was like, that's a great redemption story. I don't know how. No, who, who else has turned their life around to the extent went to, went to prison? Right. And then now it's considered a, a, a beloved, family-friendly household name. <laughs> right, right. What? I'm with you. That's crazy. I'm with you. You know what I mean? Like that, there's still like video evidence of him saying crazy stuff. Right. Like wild stuff. I'm, I'm with you. I, I, every time I watch Mike Tyson, <laughs> I'm still trying to figure it's out it's a great how, story. how he is still Mike Tyson. Oh, it's right? a great story. I mean, it really is. Redemption, it's, it's, yeah. right? It truly is a one of the greatest. I think, I think it's the greatest redemption story in sports. Okay, real quick, since we uh, got a little time here. Um, there's a big recruiting weekend happening for Texas football this yes. weekend. We don't talk a ton of recruiting on the show. But I did find this interesting. So according to like on three rankings uh, for 2024, in the state of Texas, nine of the top 25 players in the state are committed to schools. Not... Texas or Texas A&M. None of those committed to Texas, Texas A&M. So now the top 25 players in the state are committed to schools, but none of those are Texas or Texas A&M. Right. And these are the top 25 players in the state. If you expand that list to the top 50, 23 of the top 50 players in the state are committed, only three to Texas or Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. Three of the top 50, zero of the top 25. Now, that is going to change. I'm assuming everybody, everybody's rankings are different, by the way. Uh, but hell, right now, if you look at 247 Sports and their team rankings, hell, Texas Tech is actually the highest-ranked Big 12 team. Right. 20th. Right. There's all talk about the five-star receiver, Mike, was it Micah Hudson, that apparently likes Tech or something like that. Yeah, he's the one. He He's playing in the seven-on-seven. Seven. Mm. He was supposed to be in Texas at Texas this weekend, but he's playing in the seven-on-seven seven and he said he's not going to make the trip to the University of Texas. Yeah. So. Because uh, Tech's got, they got some momentum now. Um, and, yeah, so, and I looked at Owen uh, 3 has Tech, I think, 20th overall, just like Horns 24-7. But they have uh, Oklahoma at 19. So Oklahoma is the highest-ranked Big 12 team by those rankings. So right. uh, it's interesting that, I mean, you got to focus on Texas. I've been keeping up with this for a while. If you go look at since 2020, so we're talking about four drafts in that time span, 2021, 20, 22, and 23. Um, if you go look at players that have produced the most NFL draft picks, Florida's first, Texas, no, sorry, second, Texas is first with 128, Florida is second with 116, then Georgia, 95 draft picks since 2020, 
then California with 85. And then in between California and like Louisiana, because Louisiana's at 44, actually the, the city of Dallas, basically DFW, produces more NFL players since 2020 draft picks than Louisiana. Basically, DFW would be fifth. Right. It'd be if you looked at states that produce the most NFL players, DFW will be only behind Florida, Texas, Georgia, and California. That's it. I like it. And Houston's got forty. Houston's probably still in the top ten. Um, so man, the state of Texas is always producing a ton of talent. Right now, Texas seems to be getting uh, more than usual out of the state, but they'll close strong. They always do. All right, we'll close strong on this hour. We'll come back. Talk about Rob Manfred putting his foot in his mouth. All that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie, Wonderful Down the Horn. Welcome back tomorrow. So live right here on 104. the horn. 512 Friday. That's my man Jack. Takes jams from local bands and artists. Very talented human beings that you have a chance to hear live right here in the ATX. Who are we jamming right now, Jack? These are Los Curados, and they will be at the Flamingo Cantina tonight. Some Spanish language ska for you. I like that. There you go. Mm-hmm. I'm already feeling the groove. I'm feeling the groove. 512 Friday. That's what it's all about. 512-337-3776. That's the number to the Specs text line. Uh, we'll continue to entertain some of the uh, the options and some of your recommendations for who should fight on the undercard of the Mark Zuckerberg, Elon Musk, billionaire uh, cage match face-off that is going to happen. Looking forward to that. Someone here says on the Specs text line, okay, Michael Vick versus Lassie. All right. Come, come on, on, man. That's come doing on, man. too much. Lassie, Lassie died years, decades ago. All right. You want to put Michael Vick versus a dog in the modern era, it would have to be versus, uh, oh, it could be versus Reveille. Right? That could be, oh, that's, that's too much. Really? That's too much. What? That's Just because we're going to the SEC and we're playing Evan right. again, go out to Reveille. <laughs> I like it. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right. So keep those coming on the Specs text line, 512-337-3776. Real quick, this um, Rob Manford story is troubling and a little confusing because we don't understand why Rod Manfred is talking about the scandal uh, in which he obviously sanctioned the Astros. And he's bringing this up again in a interview, in an interview with Time magazine. So I'm not sure they don't they don't bring up the actual question that was asked. Mm -hmm. So I'm not sure why he's talking about the scandal, but he he. It implies that he has regrets about the way he handled the electronic sign selling scandal from the Astros. He says here, quote, I'm not sure that I would have approached it with giving players immunity. Once we gave players immunity, it puts you in a box as to what exactly you were going to do in terms of punishment. I might have gone about the investigative process without that grant of immunity and see where it takes us, starting with I'm not going to punish anybody. Maybe not my best decision ever. Um, I don't know how you get guys to go on the record and be truthful with you unless they have the promise of immunity. So for him, I don't know it might have been kind of a catch-22. I don't know how it's how you get guys to trust you without saying, well, I need to make sure that I can avoid any consequences or any suspensions or any type of issues that arise from me being forthcoming with you and being honest with you. Right. So, There's no other way around it. 
Yeah, you had to give it to them. You had to because <laughs> there's I'm not fixing to give you all this information that you are already tripping on me about. You already got us in the crossfires, so why would I even talk about it? We deny until we lie. Yeah, I mean, you know want me to incriminate myself. Right. Like, I mean, I plead the fifth up in there, but that's, I mean, exactly. it's not a legal system. But I'm sure they had representation from the Players Association. Absolutely. That were advising them saying, guys, you, you don't say a damn thing unless he promises you you. Something. Exactly. Yeah. Unless he promises you that you will be, you know, free of any consequence. Uh, yep. You know, I mean, that you basically exactly. won't incriminate yourself with whatever information you decide to divulge. Yep. So I don't understand why he's been bringing this up because the assumption by all of us is you wouldn't have got players to get on the record and give you any information unless you gave them immunity. The, no no doubt said, about he's it. He's regretting that. No just, doubt about it. Just let it go. Shouldn't you, have been talking about it, man. No, just Rob keep it moving. You should be talking, but be talking about your legacy moment, which is the rule changes that you were bullish on implementing that nobody really wanted. Mm-hmm. I actually wanted, but most of the traditions in baseball, they hated. They thought you were wrecking the game. You were changing the game forever. They thought it would be a disaster. Nope, it wasn't a disaster. The games are shorter. Duration is down, and the scoring is up. The games are better. You got mm-hmm. great storylines. You got Shohei Otani. You got a guy hovering around 400. You got great storylines happening in Major League Baseball. Why the hell are you talking about <laughs> the Astros scandal? Astros don't want you talking about it. Baseball fans don't want you talking about it. Nobody wants you talking about it. Agreed. Oh, not your regrets. Why? Talk about your legacy moment, which is the rule changes, which what you should be trying to change the narrative. Because we're trying to bring your... more people in. Yes. Yeah. Like, talk about that. Like that's the biggest thing in Major League Baseball right now, not the past. I agree. And the scandals from the past. I agree. What are you doing? Uh, tripping. Is what they're doing. Now you got us talking about your ineptitude. As my man Rob was saying, he almost had me to believe in Rob Manford. Come on. Until Rob Manford goes out there and says, you know what? I probably shouldn't have been as easy on them as as I was. What? Come on, man. Keep it moving, bro. Have you ever watched a debate on politicians? Redirect. Exactly. Ask you a question, and you change the, you change the narrative. Change it really quickly. Exactly. All right? You redirect to your rule change and be like, yeah, we've had some missteps in, in Major League Baseball. Of course, all great companies Speak and all people it. have them, but what we're really excited about is the future of Major League Baseball. We've changed the rules to make it a, a game that is more palatable to the masses and to the youth of society, and we cannot wait to see the return that we're going to see on the investments that we made in the future of Major League mm-hmm. Baseball. Talk like that, man. There it's to put into a jet GPT yep. and, and just speak out whatever the hell it spits out. But don't talk about the scandal. Talk about it. Talk about Do politicians it. talk about their scandals? No. They no. talk about other stuff. No. No. <laughs> if you're a politician, avoid the scandal conversation. Change the conversation. Change the conversation. All right. That's enough Rob Manford talk. <laughs> uh, we'll come back. We'll get into, uh, actually, I want to get into a lot of different topics. We'll get into some NFL news notes and nuggets in the 6 o'clock because we haven't addressed those yet. Also, Quinn Ewers, a scouting report from a former NFL uh-huh. head coach, who's also a quarterback guru, who has written up a scouting report about Quinn Ewers. And we'll, uh, we'll actually dive into it and see if any of his analysis aligns with our own. All of that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie. 104 on the horn.